Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? We are live once again, and hopefully you can all hear me. Welcome into episode number 230 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett, joined by my lovely hockey aficionado and NFL draft junkie via the voice line, Mr. Dylan Mazzola. Hey, what's up, man? It's been a been a, a long time coming, but I'm finally back on the show. Obviously not in person due to social distancing, but I'm happy to talk about some football. It's about damn time. And before we talk about some football, got to give a shout-out to our local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novak Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course, our awesome friends at Design Tree. Check out our storefront, dsgentry.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia and use the promo code SPRING20. I believe it's still running. If it's not, I apologize. SPRING20 saves you 20% off your entire order. And then our newest sponsor, Tomahawk Shades. Best in the business. Quality product. Affordable price. And when you go to checkout, use our promo code to help us pay some bills. USP at checkout in the promo code spot, and you're going to save yourself 25% off right at checkout. A quarter of the price of your sunglasses or blue light glasses or whatever is in your cart. Cut right off. Thanks to our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Dylan, let's get into this. The NFL Draft is upon us. It is NFL Draft Eve as we record this, and probably by the time we are done, it will be draft day. Uh, But... The draft is upon us, and outside of the top two picks, we have no idea what the hell is going to go down. Obviously, we know the Bengals are taking Joe Burrow. It's just a foregone conclusion. There's no way they don't take Joe Burrow, and if they don't, they're absolutely stupid. Washington's going to go Chase Young, and then the draft really starts with the Detroit Lions being on the clock at pick number three. It's a madhouse after that point. Uh, It's anyone's guess. There's rumors the Lions are going to stand pat take the top corner available there's rumors they're going to trade down we don't know until it happens in you know 12 hours or however long it is from now it's going to be an absolute wild time i think the lions go with jeff okuda he's he's the most he's like the perfect safe pick for the lions if they don't trade out of the pick um i agree with that it's it's one of those things where sure miami or the chargers could jump up to number three but if detroit wants to play it safe they got to go Jeff Okuda. It replaces Darius Slay immediately, and it gives them that number one corner that they're going to need to help start rebuilding that defense. I agree. I um, I think also for the sake of our little discussion, we're obviously not going to factor in trades because that would take 
all year. We started at noon to do that. Yeah, so I, I think for the sake of this little mock and talking about the draft, I think it makes sense for them to take Okuna at three. But we will be talking all things trades and all things draft right here, twitch.tv slash PHI Tomorrow night, we're going to start the stream at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to be going all the way from picks 1 to 32. Myself, all the fourth and goal guys, it's going to be wild. And, of course, our uh, our version of Adam Schefter, Mr. Connor Miles. And <laughs> Dylan's probably going to be clocking in right around yes. the Eagles pick. And we're going to have special guest Mikey Ostrowski clocking in if the Panthers do some things for his squad, and he's going to yep. have a lot of fun on stream with us. So don't miss it. Follow the Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash PHI. Tomorrow night's going to be an absolute party, and it's going to be a party with Dave Gettleman at pick number four, Dylan. Uh, you know, he's got his old school laptop that he got from the, the, 1995. I, the AV club at Hawkins High School. In uh, Stranger Things, that's lo- that looks like where it came from. Uh, I think the Giants go Isaiah Simmons here because Dave Gettleman likes to be an oddball. Um, you think it's going to be an offensive lineman, though? I, I do think it'll be an offensive lineman. I feel like they want to protect their rookie quarterback, their, their, their first-round pick from last year, and Dan Jones. Um, I do see where you're coming from with taking Isaiah Simmons. He's probably the best player left available on the draft like outside quarterbacks which mm-hmm. obviously they don't need um so it could go either way i mean i guess i'll agree with you again for the sake of being dave gelman and him being a whack job we'll, <laughs> we'll give him we'll give him isaiah simmons not that's a bad pick it's he's very athletic and he could play several positions if need be um i just feel like offensive line is what they need but i'm i'm all for shaking things up with this draft day crazier things have happened so yeah Isaiah Simmons and uh, I said before we started recording I'm not the biggest Isaiah Simmons guy so we'll see what goes on with Isaiah Simmons when he gets to the NFL maybe he'll prove me wrong Uh, Miami though at number five if they don't trade up which a lot of people are speculating they might or they might trade down there was also a rumor today that they might trade up to number three for an offensive lineman which would be absolutely insane and send the draft board into complete shreds. Uh, But if Miami's at number five, I think Tua has to be the pick. I agree. I think Tua – I think there's not not a world Tua won't go at five, unless they trade up, like you said. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he just screams perfect fit for what Miami's trying to do. Uh, who cares about the quote-unquote injury risk? Like, it's not like it's some degenerative injury. It's not like he has a knee issue. I think it's just, you know, freak accidents have happened, and two is going to be a Miami Dolphin come tomorrow night. Yeah, and I think to piggy bank on that, I think the Chargers are going to do the same thing and draft uh, Justin Herbert at six. The Air Bear going to uh, the Chargers makes a lot of sense. You and I both not big Justin Herbert fans. No. Uh, I don't think he's going to translate very well. Uh, we've seen what an Oregon quarterback has done in the NFL before. And, hey, uh, you know, maybe he'll look good in those Chargers uniforms that they released. But uh, I don't think Justin Herbert's going to be very good. And we'll see what happens with the Chargers there. They're also a candidate to move up to potentially draft Tua over the Dolphins. But. That's what uh, draft night's for. Number yeah. s- number seven, Mikey's Carolina Panthers. 
There's a lot of options here for the Panthers. I think they need to go offensive line uh, to protect Teddy and whatever quarterback ends up being their quarterback of the future because their offensive line has been pretty bad the past couple years. They lose Greg Olson on that offensive line as well as, you know, from his blocking standpoint as a tight end. Uh, Carolina has a lot of holes to fill. And if they want to use Christian McCaffrey to his full extent of that contract, they need to bolster that offensive line big time. So would you rather have them go with Tristan Wirfs or the Jarek um, Jr.? Uh, what's his name? I, I think Wirfs has to be the pick. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. It, it may, whatever offensive lineman it may be, because, you know, the line, or the Giants might go offensive line. Um, if Miami trades up for an offensive lineman, we could see a run on offensive linemen go before quarterbacks go. Um, yeah, so if they take Wirfs at seven, then I think the Cardinals at eight would take uh, Jarek. Because yeah. the Cardinals probably need off. Well, not probably. The Cardinals do need offensive line. Do need line. offensive line to protect Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, to continue building upon what the Cardinals were doing, the Cardinals also need to go offensive line. And the team right behind the Cardinals also need to go offensive line to protect Gardner Minshew. The Jacksonville Jaguars need an offensive lineman. Uh, they are in full-blown rebuild mode. And, you know, the the real question here, too, is do we see Yannick Ngakwe traded on draft night one? I agree, because that affects, A, what they get in the first round, if they get a first-round pick for him, and also affects who they're going to draft, because a lot of people people think they might draft Derrick Brown to fix their defensive tackle, Mm -hmm. which also, if they trade away a defensive player, it makes sense. But if they keep Yannick, then I also agree with you, they also could bolster their offensive line. They also might trade Leonard Fournette, so there's a lot of things going in Jacksonville this offseason. I mean, the Jaguars are, are clearly in just total rebuild mode, and they need to figure out what they're doing fast because if they don't, I mean, I, I talked about this on the last episode. The Jaguars are in just total turmoil right now, and the way that they've handled the Jalen Ramsey situation, um, handled Allen Robinson, the way that Yannick's being dealt with right now. Leonard Fournette now, too. Leonard Fournette. Uh, Nick Foles, like you sign Nick Foles to this mega contract and then just immediately trade him. Like, who wants to go play for the Jaguars? They've they've kind of stained their reputation right now. They traded Calais Campbell, who was a locker room fixture for the Jaguars for the past couple years. Like, they have dealt with players in this organization so poorly that you're also kind of like setting the tone for whatever draft picks come in in the first round for you because obviously the Jaguars have two first round picks. But you're setting the tone for these first-round picks to realize that this is an organization that they don't want to play for because of just the culture that is swirling around this team. And I said it on the last episode, too. You know, they brought in Nick Foles, but was Blake Bortles the glue that held that locker room together? Because as soon as he left, all hell broke loose. Blake Bortles actually better than we thought, question mark? Like, was, was he truly the locker room fixture that, Jacksonville needed and and keeping that team together it's absolutely wild uh I don't think Yannick gets traded on night one but if the Jaguars are smart they move on from him sooner rather than later and stop dragging this thing out before it gets even worse I agree Cleveland is also an interesting spot at number 10 again a team that needs offensive line help so they probably take Thomas here yes I mean this is where the run on offensive linemen could come from, and if Miami 
who is a team that needs offensive linemen. They don't pick again until pick 18 with the Minka Fitzpatrick pick. You know, could they wait and, you know, potentially go and get a, a Jordan Love at quarterback instead and maybe bring in, say, I don't know, Cam Newton for a year or two, kind of be a bridge yeah. quarterback, help whatever quarterback they bring in in the first round along. Uh, it's an interesting situation because once we get to Carolina, you could see five straight picks of offensive linemen. You could see Carolina, Arizona, Jacksonville, Cleveland, the Jets, and even the Raiders go offensive line all in a row. You, yeah, I've even seen people say the Raiders might take Jordan Love as early as their 12th, their 12th overall pick. And the Raiders are that wild card that could literally do anything and throw the draft board into complete shambles like they did last year when they took Clellan Farrell number four overall and nobody saw that coming. No, and I think it bodes well for what I just said because I believe a couple scouts have pinned um, Love as a poor man's Mahomes. Well, Mahomes is a superhero, so... If you're getting a poor version of that, it's still pretty good. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're getting Robin to Batman, not too shabby. Yeah, it's still pretty easy. You still get recognized. You get to hang out with the Justice League, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're still, still getting a good quarterback. So, my point is, I think, oh, no, I think, I think Kyle and I can both agree that Jordan Love will go in the first round. As to where, I'm not sure. But the Raiders do need a quarterback of the future, and that would be a good fit. Yeah, and I mean, the real question with the Raiders at quarterback is they've got Derek Carr there. And they just signed Marcus Mariota to a contract that is comparable to being a starting quarterback. So, I mean, what are they going to do there? Does Derek Carr get traded? There's there's a lot of variables with the Raiders, and they're just going to be one of those wildcard teams that could just turn the draft board upside down at pick number 12. Uh, my hot take, and I think it would be ironic, is that Marcus Mariota is the Ryan Tannehill of last year, this this year. We've... I. We said this on just another football podcast, and I totally agree. This is going to come in after Carr either gets hurt, hopefully not hurt, but benched, and then he's going to run. He's going to run away with the job. Totally or, agree. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a new team. It's a new start. Uh, Gruden has proven in his in his coaching tenure that he has won with less. So, with quarterback wise, so hey, we'll see. At pick number 13, the San Francisco 49ers via the Indianapolis Colts from the DeForest Buckner trade. This is where I think the first solidified wide receiver comes off the board at pick number 13. Yeah, um, so we haven't drafted a wide receiver yet, right? A wide receiver has not gone yet. I think 13 is really where the wide receivers start. A lot well, of people talk think, about how they could go yeah. earlier. I it would be more of a luxury for any of those teams in the top 12 to take a wide receiver at that spot. I guess we'll go either Judy or Lamb. Those are the top two guys. I think San Francisco, I think CeeDee Lamb is the best wide receiver on the in this class. So for that sake, I will say San Francisco goes CeeDee Lamb. Um, right. Tampa Bay, very interesting spot. The Tampa Bay Yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to do, man. They really need offensive line help to protect Tom Brady to you know protect a potential running back that comes in they've got ronald jones right now but is he the guy um you know there's there's a lot of variables there could they go wide receiver and just bolster that offense and give tom as many weapons as he's ever had i think they might go no one took Derek brown yet right nobody has taken Derek brown i believe i think they would go Derek brown just to bolt, just, just just to beef their defense up which is the, something that they need to address because like you said they, they added Tom. They added Gronk. 
Uh, apparently, multiple people have said they trust Rojo enough where they don't want to draft running that high. Um, they have the receivers already in place. They have an okay offensive line, and already several top offensive line prospects has, have gone. Meanwhile, Derek Brown is still on many people's boards, a top defensive prospect. So I feel like it would make sense for the Bucks to bulk up the defense in hopes of improving. And number 14 is a spot that I've told you that if the Eagles want to go get a wide receiver, that's where yourself in there. Uh, of course, I, I agree to that. Pick number 15, the Denver Broncos, another spot that needs a wide receiver. Do they go Judy? Are they concerned with this knee issue that has surfaced in the past couple of days? Do they go Ruggs? Um, I think Denver is a spot for one of those two guys, though, if CeeDee Lamb is off the board. I think Denver would go Judy just because Denver drafts relatively weird anyway. So I don't I don't feel like that would throw them off the trail, you know, like the whole report. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any concern with Jerry Judy. I think he's going to be very, very good. Uh, you know, if you don't want to take him in the top 20, that's perfectly fine. The Eagles will take him at 21. Yeah, um, follow us. We're good. The Atlanta Falcons are an interesting situation. There's been reports today that they want to move up to pick number two, but Washington doesn't want to do that type of deal. Atlanta needs defensive help big time. They do. I believe they finished either with the first fewest sacks or the second fewest sacks last season. So they could take an edge here. They, they need a lot corner of- badly. That's true. They need, well, they need a lot. Let's be, let's be real here. Um, I think Atlanta ends up going corner. Who it may be, I'm not too sure. But Isn't I think CJ Henderson kid still there? CJ might be a guy. I mean, Atlanta is a team that I could see moving up and potentially trying to get Okuda. Um, but I think Atlanta, no matter where they pick, it's going to be a corner. Well, it would either be AJ Terrell or the other guy I just said because what's his face? Okuna goes way earlier. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I guess for the sake of ranking, I believe Henderson is the second ranked uh, corner. If we can give him them, head on give down. You're playing for the Falcons, pal. Uh, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys, another interesting team. How about them Cowboys? You know, um, they they need to replace uh, offensive line. They need uh, defensive help, big time. I think you know their secondary is is not great in my opinion. It's it's below average, and they lost Byron Jones in free agency to the Dolphins. Um, I think the the Cowboys are going to hit the secondary in the first round. So you're, you're saying they're going to draft a corner, or I think it'll be whatever whatever corner Atlanta doesn't take goes to the Cowboys, and I will immediately hate them because they play for Dallas. So AJ Terrell, then? Yeah, I mean, if if AJ is the guy that Atlanta doesn't take, then he's going to be a right. Cowboy because I think the Cowboys it. need to find some sort of s- stability at the defensive back position and really start to you know build a secondary that uh you know is going to be young and kind of grow together because they're going to be in salary cap hell once they end up giving Dak Prescott way too much money. I agree. <laughs> Miami Dolphins yeah. back on the clock via the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is where I think if the Dolphins are smart, they'll go offensive line and they'll take Tua with their first pick. They'll go offensive line with their second pick. Um, I could see offensive line. They have so many needs, though. You could literally 
put them down for anything. They could yep. they could draft they could draft Xavier McKinney, the safety from Alabama. They could draft uh, what's a, a, a the edge rusher from I'm blanking on his name. Uh, no, they could take um, Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. They could take you know what I mean. There's a bunch of guys that they have a lot of holes, so. You could literally stick anybody in here, and I'm, I agree with you because it's the Dolphins, and they have three first-round first picks. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars via the Rams in the Jalen Ramsey trade. Do you want to just stick Kinlaw in there? Or just, or yeah, you wanna, I think Kinlaw ends up going to the Jaguars. He's a he's a nice fit in Jacksonville. Um, you know, yeah, Jacksonville has a lot of holes to fill defensively, offensively. They just need to take whatever best player available is there at number twenty. Who do we give to the Dolphins? Uh, Josh Jones or? Um, I think so. Let's go, Josh Jones to the Dolphins. Um, and we totally skipped the Raiders uh, at nineteen via the Bears. We did. That's where I could see another wide receiver going off the board, whether it's Ayuk, Jefferson, one of those kind of like second tier groupings that people have been talking about. Uh, I think the Raiders take a wide receiver with their second pick. Well, yeah, because we have them take Love and ours, right? As a, as a, or we, who, who have them take? I already forget. It's been so many picks ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we went Love, so I think, I think they're going to go wide receiver at 19, and then at 20, we'll go Kinlaw, 21 with the Eagles, is going to be a wide receiver. It's It just has to be. Like, if the Eagles don't want the city to riot and literally be disgusted with them, they need to go wide receiver. And this is, I, this I is far off of just appeasing the city. The Eagles don't have any young wide receivers that have done anything on this team. The wide receivers on this Eagles roster right now are Alshon Jeffrey, who there are rumors he could be traded this weekend. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, who's not getting any younger. You've got J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who proved you nothing last season. And you have Greg Ward. So this is where we talked about it off-camera and both agree. Like, if the Eagles really want to nail a top three talent, they're going to have to trade up how we talked about it and grab either Judy, you know, Lamb. Well, I, well, Jefferson's a top talent too, but you get what I'm saying. If they want to nail one of those two, they have to move up. And also, it, it, it's very hard because this class is very deep in receivers and many people think that as many as six can go in the first round. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of talent there. It's a matter of if the Eagles want to move up and, you know, be a little more short with their pick, or if they want to even move back, Kyle and I entertain that idea and still grab a guy. Um, it, it depends. It, it really depends, but Kyle is 110% right. They have to draft a receiver here, or else the, t- <laughs> the city's going to go crazy. <laughs> and, I mean, you and I were at the 2017 NFL draft when it was in Philly, and our story from that draft is absolutely wild. Um, but, you know, that draft was the running back draft class. That was the historic running back draft class of recent memory, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, uh, you know, you had Dalvin Cook in that draft. You had Alvin Kamara. You had Kareem Hunt. Quite the, a few The guys. list goes on and on. And the Eagles ended up with the worst possible running back from that draft. Wasn't James Conner in that draft class? James Conner was he? in that draft class, yes. I was pissed that they didn't take him because we were in the tent then. I was like, damn it. Um, uh, I, you were pissed. Folks, I wore my Dalvin Cook part of state jersey to that draft. <laughs> 
And the, the, I watched the Vikings in real time trade up trade right up. before the Eagles. And we all knew. <laughs> it was uh, so sad. Joe Mixon was in that draft, I'm pretty sure. And the Eagles end up with Donnell Pumphrey. Who played for the XFL. Right. And the XFL is now done and over with. And Donnell Pumphrey is not on an NFL roster. The Eagles cannot do that process again at the wide receiver position this time. They, they can't undervalue the talent that's in this draft. And I personally think the Eagles need to move up to go get one of the big three, whether it's C.D. Lamb, Ruggs, or Judy. Um, they I prefer the, the two, like Lamb or Judy. But, yeah, I agree with you. They, they can't stay pat if they start seeing you know, moves being made. The Eagles need to act accordingly and help Carson Wentz get a solidified number one wide receiver in this draft because he has not had that his entire career. No. Every single year, Carson Wentz has had a different group of receivers Throughout his career, 2016, first group. 2017, completely changed. 2018, completely changed. 2019, Lord help him. What? People <laughs> off the streets. We're forgetting that year. So, yeah, you need to go in and get a guy that is going to grow with Carson Wentz for the next five to seven years and be that number one option for him to throw to and have no issues whatsoever with it. I mean, I agree. You're preaching to the choir here. It's just, I have this gut feeling, and I'm sure you do too, that there's a possibility they might not take a receiver just because yep. the Eagles the Eagles are the Eagles, and as much as I love them, they do draft very, I don't want to say poorly because they do have some diamonds in the rough, but they, they're they not the best team of drafting. Uh, uh, you know, that's yep. my, that's, so yeah, exactly how Kyle has just talked about our receiver core. Uh, most receivers on our roster now, we didn't even draft. We either signed or traded for, and well, granted, you know, obviously D. Jax is back, but you get what I'm saying. Right. Like most of the guys. So it's Still just, and they're all old. Them. Yeah, they're all, yeah, you get back, and they're all old. Like, outside, like, two options. And the two options that are not old are are bust of a pick last year, and I'm sorry to say that. I, folks, if you still believe in them, you're better than me. I don't think Arthaka is going to be that good. Yeah, I mean, he's got to prove a lot to to win this fan base back. Now, granted, I'm also basing it on the fact of where he was drafted. Uh, he, you know, they obviously intended for him to have a higher ceiling than wide receiver three. That's where I view him. I'm being generous with wide receiver yeah. three. So, um, and then Greg Ward. I like Greg Ward. That's yeah. it. Uh, moving forward, let's go to Lizzo's favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> uh, via the Buffalo Bills. They another team that needs too. a receiver. So you're going to have to navigate this and look at the teams not only ahead of you that need a wide receiver, but the teams behind you because you've got the Vikings. You've got uh, the Vikings twice, I should say. Uh, you've got multiple teams Green Bay. behind you. Green Bay needs a receiver. San Francisco again. Kansas uh, City. There's... Baltimore could potentially take a receiver. Yeah, Kansas City. There's rumors that they really like Henry Ruggs. Could they trade yeah. up in front? Like you have to. This is a spot where the Eagles have to look in front of them and behind them to make sure that they don't get sniped. Yeah, you, you, you could argue every team behind us besides. Probably the Patriots and the Saints could could draft a receiver with that pick, and I wouldn't scratch my eyes. You know, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not the Niners, but point is, most of the teams, like Kyle's right, could definitely use a receiver, and probably several of them will draft receivers after after us. So you have to be careful and make sure, yeah. like Kyle's saying, don't wait and get caught. Because Minnesota's got those two first round picks. Could they package those, move up into the early teens? And get one of those top three guys. 
So yeah, you've got to take that yeah. into account because they've got that trade ammunition. I think Minnesota ends up going with a wide receiver, whether it's Ayuk, Jefferson, um, Denzel Mims is a guy that Whoever's has been there, yeah. talked about as a first-round pick. I was in on Mims. I am now out on Mims. Uh, I just don't think he's mentally strong enough to play Aguilar for the Eagles. Um, but Minnesota, I think, goes wide receiver. Whoever the Eagles don't take, very similar to the Atlanta-Dallas situation, whoever the Eagles don't take, I think Minnesota then follows up with the next best available wide receiver. The New England Patriots, interesting situation. Tackle or something. I think they could go offensive line. I think they could potentially surprise everyone and go quarterback. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that the Patriots need to address. They are in salary cap hell. Um, so they have a lot to figure out. They have a lot to maneuver. And, you know, Patriots are another team that always have some sort of sneak attack plan to, you know, surprise everybody in the draft. Yeah, as long as sweatshirt wearing Bill Belichick is there, I, <laughs> I don't trust him. Right after the Patriots, the New Orleans Saints. Another very interesting team. I think they're going to go safety there. Really? that That's intriguing to me. Yes, I remember I read something that one of their current safeties is hitting free agency and the other one's like up next year. They did just sign <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins too to a yeah, four-year but- deal, which breaks my heart still to this day. But, you know. Yeah, here it is. Safety Von Bell will be a free agent. Later this year, and Marcus Williams is entering a contract year. I think New Orleans somehow, someway goes defense, wherever it may be. Um, they, they're a team that could also go wide receiver to pair with Michael Thomas yeah, and Emmanuel Sanders. So, I mean, there's a lot of options on the table for the New Orleans Saints, um, but I think they end up going defense, potentially defensive line, um, to just they could go also the go trenches. I don't know if they go quarterback because in, in in real life, if Jordan Love is still there, I, I guess you're right because Drew Brees is there too. Like and two more seasons, they love them some Taysom Hill. <laughs> don't even get me started. Okay, next pick. I'm not even going to entertain uh, Taysom the Hill. Minnesota Vikings are back on the clock at pick number twenty five. This is where I could see the Vikings going defense. Um, they lost a lot of guys in free agency. They could go corner here. They could go safety. Uh, but I think the Vikings end up going with a defensive pick after they go wide receiver at pick number 22. It makes sense. They already dressed offense. Might as well dress defense. Seattle, or uh, I'm sorry, the Miami Dolphins via the Houston Texans. This is from the Laramie Tunsil trade. I mean, in all honesty, I think this is a pick that Miami ends up using to move up earlier in the draft. Yeah, so they probably won't even have it, but for the sake of our... This could Little. be the, this could be the Detroit Lions picking here. This could be you know the Giants. This could be yes. anybody. But for the sake of our little mock draft here, let's go something crazy because it's Dolphins, and let's say they take a Mister Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift to twenty six if they keep it. That would be interesting. It makes um, sense. You get receiver. You get all it kinds does. of help. Uh, a lot for whatever reason. A lot of people are not very high on those on the running backs overall. I think Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the draft. Uh, I agree. Um, he has stud. a pro grade. Yeah, yes, exactly. Like, people are concerned about his drops and him not being able to catch the ball. Caught the ball pretty damn well in 2019. 
Yeah, the uh, problem is is that not many teams are in niche running backs because of that crazy running back class you alluded to yep. two years ago. And now they're starting to get extensions. But I think I'll, I'll slot Jonathan Taylor in at pick number 26 for the Miami Dolphins, uh, South Jersey Pride uh, right yes. there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's a, a true possibility, especially if they end up going to a offensive line, get the running back to, to help him. You've got Jacecki down there. You've got Devontae Parker. You know, give him a a, I, yeah. a running back that has versatility and some skill I to take a lot of might, pressure yeah. off of Tua. I agree. I think a Dolphins might actually make that pick. The more I think about it, though, Kyle, because there really isn't that much competition for them to not to not draft right. Tua at five. Seattle Seahawks at pick number twenty-seven. If I'm Seattle, I'm finding a way to move up to get an offensive lineman because their offensive line to me is absolute garbage. Um, you need to protect Russell Wilson. And Seattle's another team because Pete Carroll, for some reason, has this weird fetish of loving to run the ball, even though he's got an elite future Hall of Fame quarterback. They could go running back here. That's true. It's kind of hard to say because I saw some mock drafts um, the other day, Seattle getting Zach Moss, but obviously they wouldn't take him in the first round mm-hmm. and a couple other backs. I also saw an interesting thing, I just jump ahead a little bit, not to get distracted, that the Titans would draft a running back in the first round because they might lose Derrick Henry after this year. That would be foolish to me. I agree. Seattle, though, offensive line or being that weirdo team that takes a running back. Baltimore is an interesting situation. I think they end up going corner or safety to continue building that defense. I think they've got a lot around Lamar right now. The other case is, you know, uh, they just had, was it Marshall Yonda just retired? Yeah, they also might go linebacker Mm because they lost C.J. Mosley in free agency. And then I believe Patrick Ansawar is his name and Josh Bynes are free agents after the season. So, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that Baltimore could do. Um they they're notorious for drafting linebackers too. That is that's a, why a thing I said it. Baltimore does. <laughs> they um, like their linebackers. So yeah, there. let's slide a linebacker into the Baltimore Ravens. The Tennessee Titans are an interesting case. They're they're a team that needs offensive line help. You know, you got to protect Ryan Tannehill. The investment you just made in him, Derrick Henry's your bread and butter for the way that they run that offense. But they could go both ways. They could also go defense. I could see them adding a linebacker. I could see them adding a safety. Um, Tennessee is an interesting spot at pick number 29 for what they end up doing. Yeah, I can't really tell what they're doing because they, I, I don't want to downplay, but they did have a Cinderella-esque run. Mm-hmm. So there definitely are holes they have to address. And like Kyle said, they could definitely address defense or offense. The San Francisco – or I'm sorry, the Green Bay Packers – Wide, Definitely receiver. wide receiver. <laughs> that's like that's that's wide one of the receiver. easiest picks. In the, someone had them mocking a tight end the other day, and I laughed. It's Stop. definitely gonna be a receiver. It's yeah, gotta the, be a wide receiver. Like they've got Devonte Part or uh, Devonte Adams, and then the rest of the wide receivers they have are so hit or miss. They need a yes. solidified number two guy next to Devonte, which they could get one because this draft is so deep. For the sake of it, because I don't think we we slotted him in yet, I'm gonna go say the Green Bay Packers take Denzel Mims. Which could be a good pick for them. San Francisco 49ers at pick 31. This is a rumored pick that they could trade out of. Um, 
But if they don't, I think this is a spot where, you know, they get a young defensive lineman to replace DeForest Buckner and just continue yeah. building a, a group of savages that uh, get after the quarterback and, you know, just continue to be a dominant defense. So I think the 49ers, if they stay at 31, somehow end up going with a defensive lineman. And then the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. This is hard to, uh, for me, honestly. Apparently they want to go wide receiver. They like That's rubs. what I've read. Um, you know, does a wide receiver fall that is worth taking at pick 32 for the Chiefs? Um, you know, they, they could go defense. They could add a linebacker. They could add a defensive lineman. They could they also go like offensive line. Yeah, well, that's true, yeah. So there's a lot of options for the Chiefs there. Um, but overall, this first round is going to be extremely interesting as soon as we get to pick number three. Once, Dude, uh, once pick three comes around, shape the draft. <laughs> that's literally when the draft starts because it's going to be Joe Burrow, Chase Young, and then, all right, get your popcorn ready because this is when everything goes down. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure the first two teams have already told NFL execs, like, yo, we're doing this mm-hmm. without, without a doubt in case their computers go down. But like Kyle said, pick three to 32 is going to be interesting. The real question is what do our Eagles do? At pick 21 right now, do you think they stay put? Do they they move up? Do they move back? Like there there's endless possibilities and like we were saying, this is the first time I think since the 2017 draft where I have no idea what the Eagles are going to do. I honestly think they're either going to stay put or trade back just because I feel like cuz there hasn't been that many rumors and we'll see it on the draft day. We'll see the pick 3. Mm-hmm. So let's say a team trades up to like the top 5 or 6. If it's an albatross, like, disgusting overpay, the Eagles, Howie's going to sit there and say, well, I'm not going to move up to 12 or 13 right. because they're going to want something similar, not obviously close. Um, but if the opposite happens, if a team moves up and, you know, we're all like, what, that's it? Then, of course, Howie's going to try to get a top, you know, 12 pick. I think it also depends upon who the Eagles truly value at a receiver because mm-hmm. if they're go- by their draft boards, they probably already have Lamb, um, Judy, Possibly Jefferson already factored out a twenty-one, and even so they're probably Ruggs. scouting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, possibly as well. Th- those four could go before twenty-one. It's not mm-hmm. impossible. So they probably are doing extensive research on guys like Ayuk, uh, Jefferson, still, and Mims. guys like that. Mims, yeah. So it depends if they feel like they can get a guy like that, and maybe possibly I was telling you before the show trade back and mm-hmm. get another second-round pick to double down and double dip and draft a receiver plus a defensive player in the second round. I'm all for that. But I'm also, how you were saying it, I'm also all for trading up in you know, saying YOLO and getting the top three guy to grow with Carson. That's what I, I want, is to go up, trade for that number one wide receiver. There's rumors that the Eagles, if the wide receiver or the corner that they don't like, or the, that they like, are not on the board, they could go linebacker, which would... Be so strange because it is so it would be out of Howie Roseman's wheelhouse. Um, this pick is it's so fascinating to me. They're right like smack in the middle of the action, and literally anything could happen with this Eagles pick. It's it's not one of those picks where it's kind of like solidified of what they're gonna do. No, it holes. We've we've seen it even last year. You know, guys fall. You know, a lot of people thought Andre Dillard was going to be a top 10 pick last year, and he oh. fell all the way down DK to the Eagles pick. DK Metcalf fell and became a stud with the Seahawks. Like, guys fall that become 
superstars or diamonds in the rough. You know, Lamar Jackson literally went thirty second overall. <laughs> right, like there there are endless possibilities for the Eagles right here. But if they are truly doing what is best for the investment they made, and that is Carson Wentz, they need to go get that number one wide receiver. Yes, which luckily this is the draft to do so because there could, this draft, when it's all said and done, there could end up being five or six guys that produce similar to wide receiver ones just because yeah. of how deep the class is. Um, it, it's also, like Kyle was saying, it really, it really depends. The Eagles, like, I, I do think corner for me is off because the Darius Slay trade kind of mm-hmm. solidifies. And the there's extension. so many corners on this roster already that – I don't know where you would slot a, a yeah. drafted corner. For in. me, for cornerback, if they take one in the first three rounds, I should be mad unless somebody falls. For me, they can take a shot in like the fourth or fifth round mm-hmm. on like a kind of throw the you know dart at the wall. Hopefully, it sticks kind of guy to add with the corners we already have. To me, wide receiver is the biggest need, and then outside of that is offensive line as well because we have some spots. And also, our team as a whole in, in certain areas is, is older and mm-hmm. getting older. So you want to also, you know, restock the farm. So I'm, I'm also okay with, not in the first round, but I would like to see them draft a center at some point and then so, you know, so forth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, need, they need defensive line help too. They're, they're exactly. in the D line. Like, they, they need to address a lot of positions in this draft. And That's why we're so confused at the first overall, the first, the first, our pick on the first overall. Right, pick. and like, does confusing. does a Yannick trade happen that changes the landscape of how they kind of approach the defensive line? Like, so many factors come into what this Eagles team is going to do in this draft, and I'm truly fascinated. And that's why you guys need to be following the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash PHI, and get our instant reactions to everything that goes down tomorrow night i'm gonna try to hop on there before the eagles pick but if i don't hop on there it's It's gonna be wild it's because they picked something so poorly that i just didn't want to hop on before we move on to our next topic dylan i got a question for you would you rather spend a a low amount of money for a quality product or chop off an arm and a leg and maybe you know rip out a kidney to purchase the same type of product and, and have to pay that price. This is a tough choice, but I think I'd rather keep my arms and my legs and my kidney. So that's why you need to go to TomahawkShades.com and check out their awesome selection of sunglasses, blue light glasses, and everything in between because they have the hookups. Tomahawk Shades came on board and uh, got in with us. They are, are hooking us up big time. They have a quality product for an affordable price. Cheapest pair of sunglasses on their website, Dylan, $30. You love to see it. Things you love to see. And you go on there and you're like, you know, I might be out of work right now. Don't really have 30 bucks to spend. Well, I've got you with the hookup from our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Type in the promo code USP at checkout. You're going to save 25% off your order. 25%, Dylan. That is massive. It's the best promo code they have. You know, Chris Hogan just signed on with them this week as an athlete and investor in the company, and they send out a promo code for him. Use that promo code if you want to support Chris, but our promo code is 10% higher. We are 25% off your order at checkout with promo code USP. Tomahawk Shades, best in the business. We love what they're doing with that yeah. company. And, uh, you know, why 
spend an arm, leg, and a kidney for no, an overpriced pair of sunglasses when you can get the same type of sunglasses for a better price and a better quality. TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP. Dylan, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Tampa Bay Gronkineers because uh, <laughs> Rob Gronkowski is back in the NFL, and he was traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday. He's, he's back. He's, he's done wrestling. <laughs> well, apparently, according to the WWE on the Twitter machine, he has to be able to defend his title at all times in all places. Ah, maybe someone will try to take it during a game. Somebody's about to pin Gronk in the end zone. <laughs> you never know, man. He might. Someone might take the belt. Now, I'm not saying that this this uh, Tampa Bay Patriots team is uh, overrated, but on paper they look good. But this is a team that Tom Brady and Gronk are going into a new system. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans have never caught balls from Tom Brady. And, you know, Gronk has been out of football for a year. Not saying yeah. that's a bad thing. You know, his body got rested. He wasn't taking hits. But I'm still very skeptical about this Tampa Bay team. Oh, I'm definitely skeptical because they were that team for the past couple of years that, like, every year people came out and said, oh, watch out for the Bucks, watch out for the Bucks, watch out for the Bucks," And they kind of crashed and burned each year mm-hmm. for different reasons. I will say, though, that... It could finally be the year where they at least make a run. I'm, I'm not going to be crazy and say Super Bowl, but at least make the playoffs and maybe win a game, you know? Right. Um, you do have to realize there are some positives. The positives being you have the best wide receiver tandem of football. Mm-hmm. And if both guys keep producing the way they do, it could be go down as one of the best wide receiver tandems in history of football. Uh, just just being honest. Yeah. Mike Evans is a machine. Chris Godwin's is a machine. Um, you have... Depending upon who you are, I look at it that they acquire the best tight end of all time or top three tight end mm-hmm. of all time. Definitely top three. If it's not, if it's not your top three list, just don't talk to me. <laughs> don't Very true. Me. Very true. Um, I'm just glad the Eagles don't have to play them. Oh, yeah. Good luck, Saints. <laughs> Saints, Panthers, Falcons. Have fun, pals. What a division for quarterbacks, by the way. Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Uh, sorry, Teddy, but Teddy is, I'll tell you as well. You yeah. know, but, um, no, they have the offense. They also had number one rushing defense last year, too. So if they can even – even even if they de- uh, digress and stay top five, as mm-hmm. long as they can improve on their passing defense, they should be a good team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Buccaneers do this year. But uh, Rob Gronkowski making his return to the NFL – uh, we got some NHL updates today, and I'm pretty sure I read this update right. They do not plan on returning to a neutral site. They are working on the potential of having each division split up at one arena to play each other. I don't know how it'll work, but oh, what are your is. thoughts? Because you are our hockey aficionado, my friend. Uh it's hockey is a little trick. Some sports are trickier than others. Like the whole baseball composition was easier because the spring training and that they they only train in like two states. So it would have been easier if they just stayed there and played in all those leagues, like those stadiums. You know what I mean? Because they're already there, and they could just devise it into which of the states. Hockey and basketball, you didn't have that luxury, and I, I obviously incorporate basketball because they generally share the same stadiums, arenas. Um, they were <laughs> both <laughs> very close to playoffs in their respective sports, and they ended obviously abruptly. So you also have to decide 
I, most of the players are with it, but it's still mixed. They haven't even come to a full conclusion if they if when they start is it going to go right in the playoffs or is it going to like you know have like a grace period like each team plays a couple games to get warmed up because now you have to realize these athletes have not played the sport in how long? Right, it's been weeks now. Yes, so I mean it would be a very interesting Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're not going to use neutral sites and they're eyeing this potential return to be in July. Which is still a long way away. Yeah, so like that would be three months from now, pretty much, and we don't even know if that, uh, you know, is possible yet. So it'll be interesting. Well, it might not be possible. If people keep uh, protesting. Yeah, stay in the <laughs> damn house, you lunatics. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what the NHL does. Um, you know, summertime hockey would be pretty wild. I mean, I'm 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 not against it. I'm for it. <laughs> I just hope they don't do something stupid and try to incorporate fans. Just take the L oh, yeah. and play play without fans. Same uh, with baseball and basketball and football. I, I even think football just get a little sidetracked. Mm-hmm. I think they should not have fans like the first month or something. Yeah, like I I I joke all the time. I say you know, you know how uh, phone companies they put out a phone. It's got all the bugs and and issues with it. And then you know a year later they put out the S version or the the mm-hmm. Max version. I'm waiting for outside air s to go out and, and do things because you know i i, I agree I, I, i'm not trying to be around all you hooligans that are no, politics yeah. but I, I agree we've got sports coming back in june and that is with golf and we're oh, getting man. it back even sooner because next month it was announced today wednesday that uh we are going to have a charity golf match with four big name people it's going to be Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning playing against Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. I'm not sure who I want to win. I am excited as all hell for this. This is going to be I'm very so excited. entertaining. Hopefully they are, you know, talking all types of smack to each other I'm all and, for it. and in each other's ears. Uh, you know, six feet away from each other on the golf course. But of course, of I course. think this is going to be entertaining as all hell and i cannot wait for this golf match um i'm only gonna watch it if eli is peyton's caddy <laughs> <laughs> i think that would be really good that no, would be but, uh, incredible i think that and i think uh tom's caddy should be either gronk or edelman oh yeah it's gotta be it's gotta be edelman because he's feeling so left out right now <laughs> you poor little guy <laughs> poor, poor little elf no, um, but in all seriousness, um, I can't wait. Kyle just told me right before we started talking today about this, and I was very ecstatic. I ran downstairs and told my dad, and he, he was happy. I mean, you have two of the best golfers of all time, uh, and you have two of the best quarterbacks of all time. Who are time. both very good golfers, too. Yes, good athletes. Um, Peyton talks a lot of trash. I know Tom's very competitive, and I know Tiger and Phil are very competitive, so this might be... The looks of it, like a money grab or a four fun, but you know, t- it is for not. charity, so that's a cool thing too. Um, yes, but I'm very excited. I can't wait for this. I'm gonna yeah. be locked in on this match. And I, I didn't mean money grab. I like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I meant just like a, it's another a, like it's event. A, uh, but no, they're all competitive. That's my point. They're gonna want to win. They're not gonna want to lose. Sign me up big time. I can't wait, but I think that's I think all I, we got. I, yeah, I think I'm Team Peyton Manning. By the way, I'm just gonna say that I'm a huge Peyton Manning stand. Yeah. So, 
So, yeah, I'll die by that. I can't wait for the prop bets. Man, that's exciting. So <laughs> we're going from we're going from no sports at all to Tom Brady and Peyton Manning playing golf to the draft the next couple of days. Hockey slowly getting in there. It's slowly getting in there. But I think that's Can't all wait. we got for you guys. Like we said, make sure you check out the Twitch stream right here tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're talking all things draft. We will be live dissecting this NFL draft. We cannot wait. Make sure you follow the channel to make sure you know when we go live. We are 10 followers away from 100. Let's keep that ball rolling and get those followers ticking up and up. And got to give a big shout-out to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Island. And, of course, our awesome kick-ass merch provider, Design Tree, DSGNTree.com, Search Underground Sports Philadelphia, and our newest sponsor, Tomahawk Shades. Use that promo code USP. Save yourself 25% off at check out help us pay the bills use that promo code as much as you possibly can we'll be back tomorrow night on twitch and then we'll be back later this weekend breaking down all things nfl draft and uh we got some surprises and and fun stuff coming your way very very soon so make sure you follow us on social media twitter and instagram at underground phi like i said follow the twitch channel twitch.tv slash underground sports phi facebook same thing facebook.com slash underground sports phi and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Dylan on Twitter at Dylan Mazzola. That's M-A-Z-Z-O-L-A. And mm-hmm. uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know what you think the Eagles are going to do in this draft. We want to hear from you. Get those reviews up once we get to 300 five-star ratings and reviews. I will do part two of reading the reviews as a separate podcast from where we left off on the first one and if you don't have an iphone you can check us out on spotify google play soundcloud stitcher the tune in app iHeartRadio, radio radio.com wherever you get your podcasts we are there dylan lock it in who is your eagles pick at number 21 mm, i'm gonna get a little spicy and say Jalen regard i'm going to uh lock it in at henry ruggs henry ruggs right. is the pick. either way i'm not i'm not mad so that's all we got for you Like I said, the NFL Draft extravaganza stream tomorrow night. It's going to be a blast. Make sure you're here, and uh, we'll catch you guys again live for the pod this weekend. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 230. For Dylan, I'm Kyle. Everybody be safe. We are signing off. Peace.